on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose Podcast, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen. Right before we hopped on the podcast, we got a bit of breaking NFL news. So on today's show, we will, of course, recap all of the exciting DFS action from Week 13. But first, we need to hear from our resident Packers fan, Jared. So Mike McCarthy was just fired. 13 years with the Packers. There have been ups, there have been downs. But after losing to a terrible, terrible Cardinals team at home, there will be no more. So please give us your thoughts. I am so excited about this. I have dead-ass been in a deep depression ever since 20, 2011 since we were undefeated and lost to them bum-ass Chiefs. And it's been his fault for every loss ever since. He's just playing out stupid and it's been showing this year how long it took him to give Aaron Jones a starting job somehow Aaron Jones goes MIA every single game but you'll find him on the bench and you'll see Jamal Williams in the game and the offense is stagnant and nothing happens terrible play calling terrible game management it's just he what he his time his time is in the past his time was 2010 when they won the Super Bowl when Don Capers won the Super Bowl, Nick Collins, Clay Matthews, the defense, not McCarthy. Shout out, bud. Good luck. Shout out. Um, Roto World described him in their in their post firing blurb as somebody who would be highly desirable. Do you agree that he's going to get you know scooped up rather quickly by another team? I hope so. <laughs> hope so. Free square in the NFL. Yeah, I hope someone <laughs> signs him. We play them. Dust them. He'll get picked up. Oh yeah, definitely. Browns. No, no. (laughs) I think I think uh, Arians is going to the Browns. He's practically begging for the job. But um, GG Mike McCarthy. Uh, you know it was it was a good time. I liked how you were holding the Packers back as a Lions fan. But uh, you know they might. That there will be no more of that. So um, you know I don't think it'll be the Joe Philbin era for long. But who knows? Maybe. But. Let's get down to what's important, guys. Some DFS, some DraftKings, Week 13. Before we get into any of this, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the pod? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter and Instagram at the DFS Dose. So go ahead, do that. And then you could subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes at the DFS Dose. All right. How did you guys do this week? I didn't win a million dollars. So. Yeah. Shocking. It is shocking, honestly. Um, I was I was prepared to get my cut. As was I. <laughs> spent spent a lot of money this week hoping that would happen, but. So you're saying that the that the Matt Ryan to Julio stack that we talked about on our live stream wasn't uh wasn't the move. Wow. Indeed, it wasn't. Although I didn't play Matt Ryan. Oh yeah, where where did you uh where'd you end up with your with your main GPP lineup? Well, if you watch the live stream on YouTube at noon Eastern, um, I said Cam Newton, McCaffrey, and DJ Morris stack. So, I mean, McCaffrey had a great game, 34 points, over 100 yards rushing, got a receiving touchdown as well. DJ Moore busted, and Cam Newton uh, wanted it to be very uh, trash today. Yeah, pretty pretty a, average day from Cam. What was it, like 22 points? Yeah. Yeah, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 300 yards. Got that 300-yard bonus, barely. A lot of points left on the field today. 
Mm. He, all those interceptions came in, like, Bucks territory, I'm pretty sure. They're on, what, a three-game losing streak right now? Yeah, they're definitely falling out of the playoffs. It might be Losses four. Losses to the Lions. Yeah I, yeah, I think it is four. Losses to the Lions, uh, Bucks, and the Seahawks. And the Steelers, yep. They're going downhill fast. Whoa, what, what would you say tilted you the most this fine week? Mm. <sighs> Emmanuel Sanders. Bitch. <laughs> yeah, part two. You, you you put him on your do not touch list, and then you went back to touch him a little bit, and it just it yeah. just didn't work out. Got to listen to yourself. Believe. Yeah, I don't know why I touched him, but you know it happens. You uh you still managed to cash though. Yes, definitely cashed. Yeah, right on the right on the borderline. Shout out to that late Aaron Jones touchdown. McCarthy did one thing right today. <laughs> yeah, Jones s- salvaged sport. our days. Yeah, that, that is yeah. true. Shout out to you, bud. A week is is a is a loss for me if I don't win a million dollars. So, so we're coming off uh, thirteen straight losses then. <laughs> you know, I wanted to be the hundredth annual millionaire maker winner, but I didn't play a quarter L Patterson in my lineup in in Zay Jones. So damn shame. It's a damn shame. But um, you know, as a whole, this week was not quite like. The score fest that I thought it was gonna be. It was a slightly higher, yeah, slightly higher cash line, one forty nine. But like that's that's not too crazy. That that's pretty average, I would say. So, um, despite all the value, so much of the popular chalk just did average or below average. That like it it really, you know, it was a highly condensed chalky ownership week that didn't really work out. So, average scores across the industry. I also cashed. Thank God, finally off the three-game losing streak. So we're back on the cash train, and we're going to build on it next week. But before we can move on, we obviously have to review what happened this week, you know, learn from learn from history, as they say. So some players you needed to have to cash highly in GPPs. Let's start right off with Travis Kelsey because Kelsey just completely dominated today. He was 7K on DraftKings, 14.2% owned in the $3 play action, and – put up 42.8 DK points, 12 catches, 168 yards, two touchdowns. You know, we talk about it all the time. Paying up for tight end will never be the high-owned move, and it, it's always a high-upside move. Today that worked out. That boy was snapping. They're just going to they're just gonna funnel the ball to Tyreek and Kelsey now that Hunt is off the team. And shout-out to Kareem Hunt um, for making us play Spencer Ware at 4,000. He only got 12 points. Personally, I'm not a, like I think he's a good player, but I wasn't a, a huge fan of playing him. I only played him because he was four thousand, and everybody else was gonna play him. Hence his eighty plus percent ownership. But you know, Kelsey, going back to Kelsey, he he's a monster. Probably the best tight end in the league right now. Over forty points, and that comes with getting one of his touchdowns called back. <laughs> That's just nuts. Um... It got Insane called game. back, but it's like it was the right call. Yeah, no, no, it was it was definitely the right call. Like he was down, but like you know, who cares? I, I yeah. just wanted the fantasy points, but still, um, <laughs> uh, it worked out. Let's talk about a couple of running backs here. Like for example, Philip Lindsay, who we were all a big fan of on our preview show this week, and he completely delivered against this Bengals team that has over the last four weeks become the worst rush defense in the league, and 
you know, that very clearly showed. Lindsey had 19 carries for 157 yards and two touchdowns. He had 31.9 points at 31.3% ownership. He was chalky as hell, but it really didn't matter, and he was in a ton of the top, you know, winning GPP lineups. So uh, if you ate the Lindsey chalk, it probably worked out for you. What did I say? I said he's a stone lock. Stone lock on the preview yeah. episode. Set up before the episode as well, if you go back and listen. All right? Absolutely snap. The Bengals suck. Like, suck. Lindsey's good. Shouldn't have um, faded him. He, he has uh, good speed, good quickness. Um, he's just all-around good running back. Uh, he had a nice 65-yard touchdown, which kind of helped boost his day. But, yeah, he snapped. Bro, how chalk is Eckler or Melvin Gordon going to be next week? Gets the Bengals? Yeah. Wow. yeah. I, I, I hope we get Melvin back. Um, I hope we get Eckler. He gets yeah. way more receiving I'm work. sick of playing dudes just based on people playing them. I just want to talk about that for a minute. Oh, yeah. To Spencer Ware? Yeah. Like, I don't want to play Spencer Ware either. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. I didn't want to play Godwin. You have, you have to do it. Oh, I don't even know what to say because, like, I kind of want to yeah. go off, but. So go off. Nah, I feel you, though. You could either play, like, a reasonable stack. Like, you can go, like, McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, and, like, Emmanuel Sanders, all great matchups, or since someone's since everyone sees, oh, Spencer Ware's starting, he's only 4,000, they all do that so they can pay up for Todd Gurley. Then they have two studs, and then you're like, damn, I want another stud running back. I don't want to hope Aaron Jones plays well. And then you go play Spencer Ware, and then he scores eight points, or what, what did he score, 12 points? He was yeah. trashed. He was trashed today. Oh, he got lucky he got that touchdown. I don't know. I agree with you. I hate having to play players because it's so cheap because everybody wants to play them. But it's like if you fade them and they snap, you're screwed. The smart move is to not fade them because it hurts you no matter what. But that that only works to a certain price range because once some like if somebody's high going to be high owned and they're expensive, then there's a well, ton yeah, of Well, yeah, I'm saying in terms them. of cheap, yeah, the cheap guys that you basically are forced to put in your lineup no matter what. Based on everybody else doing it, because everybody likes to follow each other. Yeah, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I feel like, I feel like if Spencer, but if Spencer Ware was thirty percent owned, I probably would have played him. It wasn't about ownership; it was about value and matchup. Like, it, you can't help that everybody is sharp enough that they know what the obvious plays are these days. You know, it, it isn't. I don't think that's like a. I don't know. Well, yeah, and the, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a game theory problem or if it's just a. You know. Kareem Hunt got cut from the Chiefs on Friday, so obviously it wasn't priced in, and I think it was just a like late news issue more than a... Okay, yeah, it was different because obviously he's in a good matchup and he's assuming a huge workload in Kareem Hunt. So obviously 4000 it's a good, good pick, you know, just based on the value. But in terms of every other week, you're forced you're basically forced to play a a lower uh, salary guy just because everybody else is playing him, even if the matchup is bad. Like, before uh, Spencer Ware opened up, everybody was going to play Carlos Hyde, right? In a bad yeah, matchup. Yeah. I wasn't. I, I was going to play Yeah, Yeldon. I'm just saying, like, before Spencer Ware opened up, Carlos Hyde was going to be the chalk at 3,300 this week. What's the leverage in fading that? And then a couple, and then at the beginning, at or in the middle of the season, Cortland Sutton, 
in a okay matchup, but Demarius Thomas gets traded. You got to play him because yeah. he's three thousand dollars. He gets eight points every week. DJ Moore. It's happened over the course of this whole season. I mean, obviously, people are sharper now that there's a bunch of tools and you know um, websites that give you projections and all that good stuff. But I'm just I personally I just find it annoying that you you're basically forced to put people in your lineup that you may not even be on just for the sole fact that there's no leverage in fading a person that's four thousand dollars or three or thirty eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, I feel what you're saying. I feel like that's mostly also for like double ups. Like if you're playing head to head, and and you don't think that someone's gonna be oh, yeah, just fade yeah, them because yeah. you're playing one other person. And you know what I'm saying, but like, yeah, obviously, if you're playing like the the big double ups and you have a field of six thousand people and eighty eight percent of them have Spencer Ware, like, yeah, you're. I mean, I mean the matchup was there. There's but nothing you can do at that point. But I don't know. I didn't want to play him. I just played him because I yeah, had yeah. to. Is what I'm saying. Highest highest owned player this year, Spencer Ware. Eighty four percent dog. Like he's not. Like he hasn't started in over a year. Like yeah, he's a good player. He was a good player before when he was a starter. Um, Mahomes wants to chuck it 50 times a game. I just I hated that I had to play him, too. So stupid. Well, we can move on. Let's talk about a running back here who almost nobody played, and that's Tariq Cohen. Um, and Cohen just flashed his ability as a receiver today at the running back position. So he only had eight carries for 30 yards rushing, but he had 14 targets, which he turned into 12 catches for 156 yards receiving. So he got the, got the nice bonus there total of 37.6 DraftKings points and he was under 10% owned about 7% in the $3 play action um goddamn he he ate bro see I, I wasn't on him just cause of Chase Daniels so explosive but apparently that doesn't matter and he threw the game and he threw the game tying touchdown what a savage with no time left yeah, that was savage. Be- beautiful play call by Nagy. Bro, that was crazy. There was two, uh, two like throwing touchdowns by other position players today. Odell had a dime earlier. Yep, Odell. Taylor Decker caught a touchdown for the Lions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some some weird stuff going on in in the NFL today. Um, as that, far as GPP funny. plays that you needed to have, I would say. The only other one on here was Dante Pettis, who is all all over the top of the leaderboards today. You know, he had a pretty solid performance last week, about 18 points, but he damn near doubled it today, had 32.6 DK points, five catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns. He was 1% owned. That's crazy. You know, without Goodwin, Pettis is really becoming the the go-to for Nick Mullins. Just trash throwing the trash. Gotta love it. Trash throwing the trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nick Mullins snapped today. He had almost. Yeah, and they scored passing. what, thirteen points? That's crazy. Actually he had he had four hundred and fourteen yards passing. And two touchdowns. That's crazy that he did that this week against Seattle, but he completely busted last week against the Bucks. Coming Yo, off of and, a bye. <laughs> and Tyler Lockett with his consistent twelve points. <laughs> yup, he managed to get there. I thought he I thought he was gonna have a huge day when I saw that, but that's pretty much all he did was catch the one deep touchdown. Hey, as long as he catches it, you know? Yep, yep, that's facts. But um you guys made mention earlier of the top, you know, the stud running backs who did well. Joe, you already read off McCaffrey's stats, so we don't have to go back there, but just quickly on McCaffrey, thirty DK points in four out of his last five games, thirty or more, I should say. Um McCaffrey's on a crazy high. Well he's getting right like now. 25, 30 touches a game. It's insane. 
Every, everything that the Panthers said they yeah. would be. You know? You're just very valuable if you get a whole rushing workload and then you get a whole receiving workload in the same game. You know, uh, the highest price running back on the slate was Todd Gurley, and he also met value, twenty. well, exceeded value, I should say, uh, you know, 23 attempts, 132 yards and two touchdowns, plus three catches as well, 34.5 DraftKings points. He was about half of McCaffrey's ownership, who came in at 42%. Gurley was only 20 and uh, Gurley came really close to just completely screwing everybody who rostered him. He, he tried again to not get the touchdown, but yeah. <laughs> they gave it to him in the end. Yeah, I don't know why he did that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know why either. Um, I, I, I heard Andrew Siciliano on Red Zone say it, he just wanted to get the hell out of there. Like, that was a direct quote from Gurley. Like, he just wanted to leave. <laughs> like, what? He was sick of the game. <laughs> I think he just hates fantasy football. And, like, people, like, tweeting him about fantasy. So he's like, all right, bet. You going to harass Bro, if me? If I was a player, I'd try and get as much points as possible. Hell, yeah. I'm dropping I'm dropping 50 every week. Like, who's stopping me? Facts. I'm not laying down at the goal line, boy. I want my touchdown. I'm breaking LT's record. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, for I real. Mean, Especially if you're somebody like that who's going to be, like, probably a Hall of Famer one day if, if they can keep his current pace. Like, you would want to, like pad your stats as much as possible i mean that's right? kind of selfish yeah. but yeah you should personally yeah i don't care bro i don't care about being selfish give me the Same. points <laughs> yeah fa- facts i'm trying to pad my stats feed my ego all of that pick myself in fantasy every week bro give me every carry they're probably banned from never, playing never fantasy or field. something you know some people oh, still yeah, do sure. if if we were doing a fantasy draft tomorrow i'd probably be picking josh allen 101 because you know, you're getting an RB1 and a QB uh, all in one. Like, let's talk Yo, about it. Josh Allen is the truth. My son is so, nice as a bitch. Ben bandwagoned onto the Josh Allen train in the last couple weeks because, you know, if I if I don't recall, you were saying he was trash earlier in the season well, right along with me. Mm, uh, I don't know about I think that. so. <laughs> There, there may or may not be some tape that would corroborate your claim, but um, this boy had 135 yards rushing. Are you kidding me? He's like Lamar Jackson, but better. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Lamar Jackson isn't that good. Yeah, Lamar, Lamar had 17 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. You know, like that's pretty good. You know, you're getting 17 carries. Like we like to see that as fantasy players. But Josh Allen, he don't need all that. He doesn't need 17 carries. He just needs nine to get over. 100 yards, 135 rushing yards, you know, 200 yards passing, two touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but what does that matter when you're when you're putting up that kind of production? 33.7 DraftKings points under 1% and I just I don't know, I don't even know. You could you could have stacked him with Zay Jones if you had just the, the like the biggest cojones of all time. You want to know something funny? So I was looking at DraftKings, right, and I'm looking at the quarterbacks. And I click on Josh Allen's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, little info box, right, and I'm sitting there looking at it. I'll be like, mm-hmm. "Yo, I should play this man." That's what I have thought in my head, but I'm just like, "Nah, I talk too much trash about him to play him." Because I was reading this thing, and it's like, "Oh, the Dolphins give up the most yards per play in the NFL, or whatever stat it was." I'm like, "Interesting," but he doesn't have anybody to throw to, huh? Zay Jones, four catches, two me? of them for touchdowns. 
You don't think Calvin Benjamin and Zay Jones is an elite one too? And 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 you can't forget my son Robert Foster. Like like honestly, right now, Joey, can you name me one NFL team whose wide receiver core you would take ahead of Robert Foster, Zay Jones, and Calvin Benjamin? I can't think of one. Exactly. Um, like you would take A B Juju and no like, no James Lushik? no no no. How like compared no. compared to my boys. Right, as Antonio Brown just caught like a 50-yard catch. I mean, did he score two touchdowns? No. No. <laughs> so am I really worried? <laughs> no. Well, the game ain't over. Did he score or is he down at the one? Down at the one. I, 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 think, I think that Joey's, you know, animosity towards Josh Allen is he realized that there's, you know, a passing of the guard in the AFC East from one superior quarterback to the next superior quarterback as Josh <laughs> Allen quickly becomes, you know, the, the marquee quarterback of that division. Uh, agree or disagree, Joey? I'm, I'm, I'm dipping. I'll see you guys on the next episode. <laughs> I'm dipping from the pod. <laughs> Let's talk about the other quarterback who is at the top of the GPP leaderboards. We got Patrick Mahomes, right? And Mahomes had another stellar game. Four touchdowns, just short of the 300-yard bonus, 295 passing. 33 DK points. Obviously, a lot of that went to Kelsey like we talked about. But, uh, I mean, if you had Mahomes to Kelsey, you were probably pretty happy today. Yeah, snapped. Mahomes, yo, Mahomes just loves throwing the ball. It just reminds me of backyard football, dude. Honestly, his receivers are always so open. He he just barely overshot another deep bomb to Tyree Kill. It's like it doesn't it doesn't matter whether or not they score or not because next time they get the ball, they're just gonna march down the field like it's nothing. It's like so easy for them. It was actually beneficial, I think, to Mahomes and Kelsey and everybody in that offense that the Raiders were surprisingly able to keep pace. Um, You know, on the other side of the ball. Jared Cook had 100 yards. Jordy Nelson had just shy of 100 yards. 10, 10 uh, catches for 97 for Jordy. Kind of a vintage line for him. So decent offensive output by the Raiders. Yeah, yo. Cook Cook stepped up. Jalen Richard. Jalen Richard is like, he's like, I think he's top 10 in yards per touch. They need to start giving him the ball more. Yeah, I, I don't know why the, like, the ghost of Doug Martin is still playing football at this point. He's clearly washed. Because John Grudem's there, he loves them old dudes. Oh, yeah, that's true. He does love old dudes. Jordy Nelson went for 10 catches and 97 yards. The ghost of Jordy. Vintage Jordy. If you're an old man and you want a second chance at life in the NFL, call up Oakland. See, that they, they'll probably be able to fit you in. John Gruden will sign you in a second. Just ask Brandon LaFell. He got another crack at life. Yeah, how? how? Like, he's so bad. You know who's not bad at wide receiver? Devontae Adams, uh, 8.4% owned in DraftKings. He, he, he definitely went under-owned this week because of the Pat P thing, but um, you know he managed to overcome basically the lone bright spot of the Green Bay offense today, but he went 8 for 93 and 1. It was only 23.3 points on DK, but you know it still helped because he was so low-owned that if you had him, you know he basically 3x for you, so it worked out. All day. Uh, Devontae Adams is elite. He's going to become elite this this last stretch of the season with Philbin in there. Philbin's just going to let let that offense run and chuck the ball. It's going to it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited. Why not let it all out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you might as well. And technically the Packers aren't 
you know, mathematically eliminated. So I would still expect them to be going hard and probably leaning heavily on Rodgers and no, they're done. Aaron Jones. So Yeah, they're definitely done. Well, yeah, they're definitely done, but they're not mathematically done. Like, if a bunch of crazy shit happens, they could squeak in. Hey, I'm down for some crazy shit. Hey. <laughs> as long as McCarthy's fat ass is out of there. I hate him, y'all. Have I ever said I hated him? I hate you've him. Defi- you've definitely said it on the podcast. All right. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I hate him. Let's talk about someone you can't hate. Uh, just an elite talent, an elite human being, uh, Lamar Miller. Just just a great person all around. Shut your goddamn mouth. I mean, I don't know how you could possibly hate this man. All he, all he does is produce. Uh, you know, I was about mm, four to five years too early on Lamar Miller, but he's really putting it together uh, this year. Four out of his last six games were 100-yard rushing. He did it again today, 19 for 103, uh, and we didn't play him. I don't know how. How how did we see such a supreme talent sub 5K in DraftKings and not lock it in? Uh, Facts, he got 12 points. Lock him in. Yeah, but it was a hard-fought 12 points. (laughs) He's so bad, dude. Don't even mention him again. I guess. He's got more 100-yard rushing games than Joe Mixon. That is facts. All right. Joel Mixon doesn't get 100-yard right, rushing games, dude. I'm sorry. You guys are such, you guys are such trolls. What else do we got here? How about a, how about a little bit of Bucks wide receiver action? Cause there were two guys you could have played that were low priced, and both of them worked out. If you played both, which I saw in quite a few of these top 10 GPP lineups, uh, you might have done pretty well. Cause Godwin at 3.9k put up 24 points on DraftKings, went over the 100 yards, 5 for 101 and 1. And Humphreys also did pretty well, 7 for 61 and 1 at 4.2 on DraftKings. That's 19 points. But the interesting thing here, and I I would like to hear your guys' opinion, is Humphreys was higher owned in tournaments than Godwin, which is not at all what I expected. I expected Godwin to be massive chalk, and he was in cash games. He was in cash games, but in tournaments, people were favoring Humphreys, which I did as well, but I thought it was sneaky. Apparently, it wasn't because Humphreys was 15.3%, Godwin 12.6%. So why do you guys think that people liked Humphreys more? Because people are just so sharp. They think... <laughs> they all they all had your mindset. I don't know, dog. They all had Ben's mindset. Play play Humphreys over Godwin and GPPs. Well it didn't well, actually it didn't work, work out. out, but that's the mindset that people have. Alright, Chris Godwin is gonna be chalking cash, so we might as well just play the other receiver in uh, in GPPs. That is pretty sharp. <laughs> I mean you did say yes. that on on our uh, preview ep- preview episode. I did. Um, I don't know. I think the only thing that makes sense to me is, I guess I guess that makes sense, but also that Humphrey snapped against the Panthers and people were just looking at uh, game logs and making decisions based off that. I'm not sure which, which the, you know, what the case was with that. That's pretty much it for tournament winners. It was a pretty concise group of players that won people GPPs this week. You know, either you had Mahomes and Kelsey – couple people had Allen and Zay Jones filled out the lineups with the likes of Cohen, Lindsey, Pettis, McCaffrey, Gurley, you know, some of these Bucks receivers and a little bit of Devontae Adams sprinkled in there. Some Spencer Ware because he was on obviously like damn near every lineup. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a chalky ass week. A lot of a lot of consolidated ownership. 
as far as chalk that didn't kill you, we already talked about Spencer Ware a bunch, so we don't have to get into that. Aaron Jones, yeah, yeah, Ebron, who <laughs> he got there off of volume alone. Dude had 15 targets. Colts got shut out. He still put up 16.2 points, and that was with a fumble costing him two points and with a negative nine-yard rushing attempt. So three points off. <laughs> crazy, crazy floor with Ebron, I think, for the rest of this year. The only chalk that killed was Calf. Like, if you didn't play him. Right, right. But you could have played Gurley over him and been fine, though. Yeah. And probably Godwin, too, if you think about it. That's really it. This dude that came in second in the millionaire, just because, like, he played Zay Jones and Jordy Nelson and Kenny Stills as his wide receivers and won $150,000. Like, oh my, I'm not even going to say nothing. Yeah, wow, that is, uh, that's one of the more scrub lineups I've heard in a long time. Like, how the hell do you pick these players? Like, there, there is there a thought process that goes behind, oh, let me pick Zay Jones, Kenny Stills, and Jordan Nelson? Bruh. No, I mean, I, I think that they were probably completely wasted and, you know, just drunk off their ass, you know, probably coming into the house at like, you know, like one or two in the morning, Saturday night. You know, no no pants on, just like passed out in their own throw up with the DraftKings app open, and they accidentally hit submit entry to like a dummy lineup. Is that what we gotta do every Saturday night? That's some yeah. move, apparently. We we have to we have to have a good process. There's not enough alcohol and drugs in our process. You know, like the winner, yeah. his lineup had Zay Jones, Cordero, Patterson, and Cortland Sutton as his three wide receivers. How do you even land on on Patterson? Uh, you'll remember that I touted Patterson on our last show. I told you you got to grab the slate by the balls and play Cordero Patterson. And this man did just that. He might, he might be a listener, yo. He might be. Um, if you were listening to this, DM me. You can pay me back. You know, just <laughs> like, let me hold like 10K, nothing major. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's really all I have for this show. Real quick, I just want to... List off a couple players who busted today. Julio Jones, Carlos Hyde, Andrew Luck, Marlon Mack, Kenny Galladay, Josh Reynolds, Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, DJ Moore. Yeah, shout out to Mike Evans for a solid eight points on the day. Shout out to Jameis Winston for not throwing to Mike Evans. Who Yo, who needs Mike Evans when you have Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys? And Cameron Bray. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And who needs Kenny Galladay when you have the likes of Bruce Ellington on your team? Listen, whenever... You have the chance to target Bruce Ellington more than Kenny Galladay. You you got to do it. Stone lock. Um, you know Jim Bob Cooter for president. He'd probably be a better president than Donald Trump. <laughs> wait, wait a wait a set a low bar. But um, is there anything else that we got to talk about here? We good to good to get out of here. I, I hate the NFL. I hate football. It's okay, man. We all have those weeks. I'm not, I can't get over these freaking scrubs playing Lamar Miller, Chris Conley. In their lineups and winning hundreds of thousands of dollars. Some people say you'd have a better chance playing the lottery than playing GPPs on DraftKings. Might have to take a hundred dollars and go to go to the gas station <laughs> after this, huh? You might have to just empty your DraftKings account, hit up Hess, or I don't think Hess is a thing anymore. Speedway, Where do people bruh. get gas like what? Speedway. <laughs> <laughs> like Mobile. Where do, where do we get gas? Yeah, that's going to be it for us on week 13. We will be back. Season's almost over. For another show. Sad. 
the season is almost over. It it is sad. We're moving into the fantasy playoffs if you play season long. So shout out to that. That'll be fun for people who don't play DFS. You know, just remember the DFS action doesn't end in week 16 because there's just as much action on DraftKings, FanDuel, all those sites for the playoffs. So, you know, we'll be here probably at least through a couple weeks of the playoffs talking small slates, I would imagine. But, um, but yeah, we'll certainly be back on Thursday with another episode of the DFS Dose Week 14 Preview. We'll get into all the action on another packed slate, get into some Melvin Gordon returning against the Bengals action and all sorts of other good stuff. But, uh, you know, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, everything at the DFS Dose, same handle across all platforms. You can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You could find me on Twitter at Joey Carey and underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys. Uh, I hope you made money. I hope you played Josh Allen and Zay Jones today. Mm-hmm. Little Dante Pettis. And, you know, just made a ton of money. Hope you faded all of the good plays. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's going to be it for us. <laughs>